for the Winter's Lesson Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Galagner, a.k.a. Carb Queen. And yes, I am Carb Queen until further notice, until I win in the Winter's Dozen Main League. I have lost two straight games, so I've from, gone from Carb King to Carb Queen. Maybe eventually I'll be Carb Prince and Carb Princess. I mean, who the fuck knows? But holy shit. So, uh, full disclosure, I just tried to record a uh, NBA related podcast and i'm a gigantic gigantic i accidentally clicked the start and stop uh, a gigantic nba fan but jesus christ do i not know anything about fantasy nba basketball i mean we're running a fantasy nba league right now and none of us know what the fuck we're doing we're just trying to expand our umbrella so if you guys want to get into it there is one absolutely one spot left in the NBA league. That is at Winters Doesn't FFL on Instagram, at Winters Doesn't FFL on Twitter. Email us, Winters Doesn't FFL at gmail.com if you want to get into the absolute last spot. So none of us know what the fuck we're doing. We're just trying to expand our horizons. I will be trying to record a podcast about it, but apparently when I was doing my mock draft, I was trying to go through my thought process and I, I just, I, I literally, I just couldn't. I got 20 minutes through it and I'm like, Oh, this is complete bullshit. I do not want to release complete bullshit to the fucking fans of this podcast. So, therefore, we're going right into the Sunday Bloody, where I go over every single matchup this week. There's a lot of teams on by, so I am doing every single matchup. These are basically start sits for the the positions where you have questions about. Granted, this is not... Do I sit Christian McCaffrey? No, you don't. You never sit Christian McCaffrey. Do I sit Mike Evans? No, you don't. You never sit Mike Evans. So these are the guys that are question marks, and I tell you who to start, who to sit. Last week, I mean, I don't want to fucking brag. Sorry. I don't want to fucking brag, but I told you guys all to start Will Fuller, and a lot of people dropped him before last week, but... That guy was 100% always geared for a gigantic blow-up game, and it just so happened to be last week when I called it. But, I mean, I'm not going to say that I called that, you know, top 15 fantasy performance ever, but, you know, you just got to listen to me sometimes. So, <laughs> all right, so we got a Panthers at Buccaneers in London, 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern Time, 6.30 Pacific Time. So, guys, get the fuck up early if you're in California. We got Panthers at Buccaneers. So, oh, at nobody, at London. Um, to me, I'm starting the Panthers defense just because I have that gigantic, uh, I have that possibility of Jameis Winston throwing four interceptions and getting sacked quite a bit. Granted, I think this will be a high over-under. It is a 47.5 point over-under, but I'm still not... I have no issue rolling out the Panthers' defense. The Buccaneers' defense was looking pretty solid early in the year against those subpar teams, but right now... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not... Don't get me wrong. I'm not starting Kyle Allen. I, I'm only starting Christian McCaffrey. I'm flexing potentially DJ Moore. Curtis Samuel, I'm waiting for him to break out on the Panther side of the ball. Greg Olson, I think he at this point he's earned an every week start, even though he was goose last week. But at this, at this point, tight end position is so fucking low that you have to start guys like Greg Olson that is getting targets, running a lot of routes, just look at the amounts route run, 
Like, Rhett Ellison last week, he ran, like, 90% of routes on Thursday. So, like, he's a guy that if Evan Ingram misses more, I think you can actually stream Rhett Ellison or stream as the tight end position Rhett Ellison from time being. So, for the Buccaneers, um, O.J. Howard at this point, he's absolutely a drop candidate. Um, I'm not starting either running back either. Like, I'm still not playing that game on who fucking gets the points. Yes, is there a game you're playing with the wide receiver position? Yes, you are. You're playing the who's going to blow up between Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, but you have to play both because you're going to be so upset with yourself if you do not play one of the two, and guess what? They blow the fuck up. So, yes, you're starting both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in this matchup, even regardless of the defense. Like, you're always starting them. Jameis Winston, I think, is a solid QB – High QB2, low QB1 type of matchup here. 21, 22 points is what I'm expecting in this one. So, yeah. And, and, and again, it's a London game, so and it's an 830 game, so you never know what the fuck's going to happen. It's it's one of those weird games where there could be a, a Curtis Samuel for 10 catches for a buck 90 and three touchdowns. So, if you're taking flyers... This is the type of game to take flyers on. Curtis Samuel is a solid flyer. I do not advise to start him in a redraft league, but as far as DFS goes, absolutely. Start Curtis Samuel this week. Bengals at the Ravens. The Ravens' defense right now is not as daunting as it has been in years past. Like That Ravens moniker is not, to me, isn't the best. But... The only guy I'm starting on the Bengals as far as wideouts go is Tyler Boyd. Uh, I'm not chasing those points with Auden Tate. Last week I said Auden Tate's a solid start. He did get you 13 points. He got you a touchdown, got you a couple catches. Like he wasn't a great play, but at the at the same time, like he wasn't upsetting if you started him, like I suggested. Uh, this week I'm not suggesting it. Um, last week, I mean, Christ, it was against Arizona Cardinals, so. He, I, I suggested you start him, Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert, unfortunately, was a bust last week. But Joe Mixon, Andy Dalton, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Andy Dalton, I wouldn't necessarily stream this week. But Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd, yeah, surefire. Absolute starts this week. If you, if you have, like, an absolute decision to make between Joe Mixon and someone else, like, you're in a better position than you think. So if you're flexing Joe, you absolutely have to start Joe Mixon right now. But Ravens go, everybody is starting on the Ravens. Like, Willie Sneed, to me, is a really interesting tournament play. Willie Sneed, Lamar Jackson, like, stack. Oh, man, I kind of like that. But I actually like more the, uh, the Lamar Jackson and the Mark Andrews stack this week. Because mm, Mark Andrews has disappointed big time in the last few weeks and this week against the Bengals I've said it before the Bengals in the Arizona Cardinals you always start your fucking tight ends because they just do not shadow them they don't and the tight ends blow the fuck up and this week is nothing further from the truth I mean you cannot be upset if you play Mark Andrews he will have over 100 yards receiving he will have a touchdown he will have five plus catches book it the fuck up Mark Andrews 20 plus points Lamar Jackson, obviously you're starting him. And uh, Mark Ingram, I think, will get a plenty of goal line touches this week to justify starting him as well. Not starting Gus Edwards yet. I think Gus Edwards is a very, very, very valuable handcuff. I think you should go pick him up. Justice Hill right now, not on the radar yet. 
Um, Same with Gio Bernard. Like, there's certain guys that you handcuff because of uh, workload and stuff like that. But like, Gio Bernard just doesn't have the line to justify starting him yet. And I'll get to I'll get to handcuffs in a minute. But yeah, I'm taking uh, the Bengals. Uh, probably covering against the Ravens, but I, I think the Ravens are just too fucking talented. Actually, no. You know what? I take the Ravens minus 11. Seahawks at the Browns. So the Browns are a very interesting team. They are 2-3 and three right now going into – only down a game from first in the AFC North. People are talking shit about the Browns. People are saying they're horrible. Yes, they need line help. Absolutely. I, I've said it before. Baker Mayfield looked horrible because he did not have any fucking help. But guess what, guys? Go out and grab your Odell Beckham Juniors right the fuck now. Do I suggest you go grab Baker Mayfield? No, I do not. Do I suggest you go grab Nick Chubb? If someone's willing, yes, get Nick Chubb right now because those two are way too fucking talented to be um, guys that are thought of as a subpar fantasy players. Do not listen to the fantasy football counselor ever, ever, ever. Do not listen to them. Odell Beckham Jr. is one of the most, if not the most talented wide receiver in the game. So I think Odell Beckham Jr. balls the fuck out against the not-so-great Seattle Seahawks secondary. This is a different team. Yes, Jadavion Clowney is on that front seven. But, man, the Browns this week, uh, the Browns are minus 2.5. I mean, obviously the NFL think or Vegas thinks it's a little different. So... Actually, you know what? Now, currently, it is minus two, one and a half. It opened up at two and a half for the Browns. Now, minus one and a half for the Seahawks. But I'm still taking the Browns straight up in this game. Um, I think the Browns blow break out of their offensive slump. I think Baker Mayfield has a QB1 type of performance this week. So, therefore, I think he's startable. So, I also think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be a, an, a wide receiver one this week. I think Jarvis Landry is absolutely in flex play this week. I think he gets four or five catches for 50 yards. Maybe a touchdown. Jarvis Landry has never relied on touchdowns in his entire career. But I think this week you can start him if you need him in a pinch. Nick Chubb, absolutely. Ricky Seals-Jones still not starting as a tight end. But let's go on the other side of the ball. we got Seahawks. we got Russell Wilson. Absolute MVP type of season. You cannot sit him at this point. Um, Chris Carson, the workload, everything about it by all accounts he's starting this week yes he has that hamstring problem same with Rashad Penny like I'm not playing um DK Metcalf this week I'm sitting DK Metcalf this week I'm starting Tyler Lockett I mean because he's basically a wide receiver too at this point like you, you can't Tyler Lockett's at the point right now where you really can't sit him um this is what it is Will Disley same thing like he's a tight end one is that a great thing no top 12 tight end is he good for four catches for 50 yards? Yeah. Nine points per game by your tight end? Absolutely. So Will Disley, yes. Ricky Seals-Jones, no. Jarvis Landry, flex. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver two. Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver one. If you're sitting Odell Beckham Jr., ha 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 Good fucking luck with a gigantic blow up on your fucking bench one of these weeks because he is way too talented to be sitting there. He might throw a touchdown because that's what he's been doing lately and that's what the the Browns have such a bad offensive line that they're trying to get Odell Beckham Jr. the ball in weird situations where he can toss the ball deep. Oh, man. Oh, fucking man. It is the Texans and the Chiefs. Texans and the Chiefs. So, uh, are you guys chasing those points with Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson? Yes, you are. 
Yes, you're chasing those points. Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, all absolute 100% starts. The Chiefs are a bend-don't-break defense. They love giving up a ton of yards. They don't love it, but, I mean, they do give up a ton of fucking yards. And the recipients of those yards are going to be DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. I lean towards the former, DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like this is the week that you had to buy him low. Other than that, he's going to blow up one of these weeks. He's still going to be a top six receiver. Don't buy into the fucking hype. Don't buy into the people that are saying he's he's taking a step down. No. DeAndre Hopkins still one of the more talented wide receivers in the game. Next to Odell Beckham. Next to DeAndre, uh, De- Devontae Adams. Like, he's too fucking good. Don't listen to anybody. Like, just continue to start him. Don't even consider sitting him because those are the people that lose fantasy football. Those people that sit their fucking studs because they've had a couple bad weeks in a row. And then guess what? You lose again because they blow up on your bench. Will Fuller, I've been saying it all along. He's a guy who is going to eventually get going in this offense. And this offense is too good. So do, but on the other side of the ball, Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, I mean, Carlos Hyde to me is like a flex play. Duke Duke Johnson as well. He's ugh, shit. So Duke Johnson was one of the guys that I said could potentially be a running back one, running back two. Uh, yeah, that's looking like it was wrong. They're running an absolute running back by committee type of thing. Duke Johnson is handling the receiving capabilities, and Carlos Hyde is handling the absolute running capabilities. So, will I start both either of them? If I had to choose between the two, I'm saying Duke Johnson today because of the potentiality of them being down by multiple scores. So that just means Duke Johnson's going to be in more often and he's going to get, especially in PPR, absolutely Duke Johnson. I'm leaning more towards Carlos Hyde in a potential where it's just a standard league. But, you know, last week was kind of an eye-opener because the Colts ran the ball a ton against the Chiefs and they ate clock and all this. So... I lean towards more uh, Carlos Hyde in standard leagues and Duke Johnson in PPR. But in terms of overall, I'm not starting either of them. I think there's better options on your roster available. So I'm sitting Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, starting Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, and Will Fuller. Let's go to the most confusing fucking team um, offensively, and it is the Chiefs. Basically, at this point, if you're a Chiefs player... If you have a Chiefs player on your team and they're starting and getting over 60% of snaps, you're starting them. Are you starting Pringle this week? I mean, yeah, if Tyreek Hill doesn't play, if Sammy Watkins doesn't play, yes, you're starting Pringle. Are you starting Demarcus Robinson? Yes, you are. McCole Hardman, I'm still, like, weary of starting because he's probably at the most getting three touches per game. Him at this point, you're betting on the fact that he's scoring a long touchdown. Personally, I don't play that type of fantasy football. I don't play the type where I'm cashing a whole bunch of lottery tickets in a single week. I'm never going to start McCole Hardman until I'm absolutely sure he's involved in the offense. I'm not playing that game where he blows up on my bench. I don't give a shit if he blows up on my bench. I really don't care. Until he is the absolute number one or a viable six to seven targets per game guy, I'm not playing him personally. In DFS, go ahead. Take your fucking shot. Go ahead on tournaments. 
go ahead, take a shot. In cash games, no, you don't. You start a guy who is always going to get volume. You're starting a guy like Robert Woods in cash games. You're never going to start a guy like McCole Hardman in, in cash games. Will you cash out eventually more often than not with McCole Hardman? Yeah, absolutely. But in terms of like cash and DF, or redraft leagues, Robert Woods is your guy. You're never going to start a guy like uh, McCole Hardman over the top of him. So I'm not even considering McCole Hardman in, in redraft at this point, honestly. Um, I'm more uh, more uh, looking at the guys like Damian Williams. I think Damian Williams is going to have a huge week. So I have a weird situation. I have on Johnson, Damian Williams, and Malcolm Brown. I have to decide between two of the three. <sighs> I know I want to play on Johnson against the Packers. So like they have been bleeding points to running back. So I'm always going to start on Johnson. It's between Damian Williams and Malcolm Brown. Now, I've been holding on to Malcolm Brown all year for this exact opportunity to play as a running back one. Cause I think he is talented enough to handle the duties. I think he's going to blow the fuck up, but I also think this week Dame it's Damian Williams this week. So I have a really hard choice. I am honestly not going to make this decision until right before game day. Like I think Damian Williams blows up this week. I think he has eight catches for 70 yards, a touchdown, and then also a touchdown on the ground. Maybe he has 30 yards rushing. I don't give a shit. He has at least 25 plus fantasy points this week, Damian Williams. I, I'm. It's so hard for me to sit Malcolm Brown because I've been waiting for this position, but hasn't happened. And now I have the opportunity to start Malcolm Brown. I just am not ballsy enough to start him. So I think that uh, I'm going with Damian Williams, and that's just that. Um, so we're going on to the Saints at the Jaguars. Saints have not lost a game since Drew Brees has went down. Teddy Bridgewater has been blowing. The, he's been playing well. Gardner Minshew. It's all about the Minshew magic on the other end of the ball. Are we even talking about Leonard Fournette and Elvin Kamara at this point? No, we're not. They're both absolute 100% starts. G, DJ Chark has turned into such. He, You can't sit DJ Chark at this point. What does he have? Six touchdowns? 40 catches like he's a guy that Gardner Minshew absolutely trusts he is in your lineup every single week even over guys like Kenny Galladay Marvin Jones Jr. Robert Woods I'm starting absolutely starting DJ Chark over like all these guys are you think absolutely you're starting over DJ Chark but now DJ Chark is showing the fact that he is an absolute stud very consistent. He's getting the workload. He's getting the targets. He's getting the target share. And he's getting touchdowns, which, like, it's the makings of a number one wideout. And he is. He is a number one wide receiver this year. You cannot sit him at this point. DJ Chark is an absolute stud start from here on out. Saints, I mean, Michael Thomas, yes. Are you starting any other Saints wide receivers? I don't think so. Jared Cook was involved quite a bit last week, so therefore Jared Cook jumps into the top 12, and he is an absolute start from now on. Don't even consider it. There's nobody else. The tight end landscape is so fucking thin that you have to start Jared Cook at this point. On the other side of the ball, Jeff Swaim. I kind of talked about him in the beginning of the year that he was like, a guy that I targeted to just stream, but until I see anything else, like O'Shaughnessy was like Gardner Minshew's guy that he went to his uh, dump off target, but now he's out for the year. So I'm, I'm still shying away from Jeff Swaim until I see something. Otherwise he might be a streamer down the line, but not right now. Eagles at the Vikings. Jesus Christ. We have a lot of games to go through yet. Not really. 
man. Eagles at the Vikings. Sunday at 1 p.m. Vikings open up at minus three. They're still at minus three. But, um, man, uh, for the Vikings go, always, always, always playing Adam Thielen. I'm still benching Kirk Cousins at the time. I, I, I don't think he's a legit bona fide QB1. Last week he had a good matchup, so I started him as a QB1 last week. But this week, absolutely bench Kirk Cousins. Stefan Diggs is more of a wait and see approach. I'm still not starting Stefan Diggs, but Adam Th- oh shit, but Adam Thielen to me this week is an 100% guaranteed bona fide start of the week wide receiver one, maybe the wide receiver one overall this week. Yeah, I said it because look at how look at how much points the Eagles secondary bleeds to wide receiver ones. And yeah, Adam Thielen's getting 10 catches for 140 yards and a touchdown this week. Um, In cash games and everything else, I'm going all about Adam Thielen, starting him in redraft leagues everywhere. Eagles. Um, yeah, Alshon Jeffrey, I'm, uh, it's a no for me this week just because of the, you know, the great Vikings defense. Uh, both running backs still saying a no. Carson Wentz, yes, you can start him because he's a QB1 just – by default, he picks his wide receivers. Uh, Zach Ertz, of course, you're starting him. Carson Wentz, I just, I'm not trusting any Eagles player outside of Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz this week. I'm sitting every single other Eagles player because of that vaunted Vikings defense. Um, I haven't picked my streamer for defense yet. Uh, might be coming in a little bit. Oh, shit, it might be coming right now. Redskins at Dolphins. All right, so this is a bad fucking game. This is known as the Tank Bowl. So, uh, man, all week I've contemplated picking up the Redskins defense to stream against the Dolphins, but they're both fucking terrible. Last year, I picked up the Oakland Raiders defense against, I think it was the Dolphins. I forget who it was against, but it was was the Oakland Raiders. Maybe it was against the Giants. The Giants absolutely lit up the Raiders. Like, do not overthink fantasy football like the Redskins defense is just as bad as the Dolphins offense I would not trust the Redskins defense this week however I would trust Case Keenum this week in DFS especially or two quarterback leagues if you have to start two quarterbacks Case Keenum is an absolute must start this week because I think this is going to be high over under only regarded as 42 I'm taking the over on this game I'm not taking the three and a half points for the Redskins no chance whatsoever on that but I'm taking the Case Keenum magic this week. I think he throws for three touchdowns. Terry McLaurin also. I think he's a must-start. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver two, flex capability. I'm still not starting anybody on offense for the Dolphins. Maybe take a shot on, like, Kenny and Drake, I guess. Mark Walton for the offense. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I guess. You can probably flex, but I'm still not fucking around with anybody on offense besides the quarterbacks. Josh Rosen. Actually, I take that back. Josh Rosen, I'm not fucking starting against the Redskins defense. I think the Redskins defense is streamable, but I'm just not willing to take that fucking chance this week. So, like I said, Case Keenum, Adrian Peterson. Case Keenum is a QB2 or a QB1 in uh, DFS tournament play. Adrian Peterson is a guy that if you need a spot start, you can grab him, start him. I think he's going to get 20 plus carries <sighs> on the Dolphins side of the ball. Maybe Kenyon Drake. That's about it. 
uh, I'm not streaming the Dolphins defense. I'm not streaming the Redskins defense. Like I said, I, I wanted to, but I just cannot do it. 49ers at the Rams, an NFC West fucking showdown. Who saw the Ram or the 49ers coming out? 4-0. It's still tough to decide which running back to start. I think they're all, uh-huh, outside of Raheem Mostert now, I think Matt Breida and Tevin Coleman are both flex-worthy type of players at this point. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo not starting them against the Rams secondary. I'm still just kind of, he's kind of a game manager at this point. Um, George Kittle, absolutely 100% he's your starting tight end. Anybody else in the 49ers offense not starting against the, the Rams. So Todd Gurley is now listed as doubtful. Most likely will not play week seven. I'm Again, I'm recording this on Saturday night. So uh, it's so hard for me to play Malcolm Brown because I have better options. But this is what I've drafted him for. I drafted him for spot starts over Todd Gurley. I think he's getting absolutely the workload. I think he's going to get touchdown upside. I have to play him. I absolutely have to play him. Same with Hollywood Brown. Like he's a guy that gives you uh, upside, but Hollywood Brown having some fucking uh, ankle issues, so I'm not probably uh, waiting. Game time decision for him. Malcolm Brown to me is like a guy that you absolutely have to start. It's gonna be very hard for me to bench Damian Williams against that great matchup. But uh, oh, this is why I hate and love fantasy football. But Anyway, Malcolm Brown, to me, is a running back two this week, if not a running back one. I think he gets 20-plus points against this uh, 49ers team. It's going to be a high over. It's a 50-and-a-half over-under, so you're, you're going to have a gigantic implied point total. Ugh. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, one of the top wide receivers in this game. Robert Woods is going to give that safe 12-and-a-half to 13-point floor. Uh, Brandon Cook still has not been completely cleared from the concussion protocol, so if Brandon Cook sits... Obviously, you get an uptick in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup's production just in general. Gerald Everett has been breaking out the last two weeks. Finally, he's taking over his draft capital. So he is a guy that you can absolutely play at tight end. That's this crazy, horrible tight end landscape. Gerald Everett is a guy you need in your lineup at this point. Um, So you have two really good tight ends in this matchup. Uh, But other than that, I think Jared Goff is a guy that you're not playing anymore. He's just proven to be way too volatile and now without Tyler Todd Gurley in this lineup I just am waiting on Jared Goff I think honestly to me you I think you can start Case Keenum over Jared Goff this week I know that sounds weird but you can definitely pick up guys like Case Keenum Gardner Minshew all these guys over Jared Goff this week uh, Jared Goff, yes, he's the better quarterback going forward. He's the better quarterback in real football. But right now, Gardner Minshew and uh, Andy Dalton even, and Case Keenum for a one-week rental, I think they're all more viable this week. Man, we're going down to the Falcons at the Cardinals. Another gigantic fantasy week. So both quarterbacks absolutely have to be in your lineup. Matt Ryan he's a top 10 quarterback this year. Kyler Murray, I think he's finally starting to get the feet under him this year. His rushing ability and his rushing, his, his ability to run for touchdowns with David Johnson being, you know, hobbled. Chase Edmonds, you have to absolutely have on your backup if you have a David Johnson just for the off chance that David Johnson misses this game. Chase Edmonds is great fucking play. If Chase, if David Johnson is playing, he's obviously in your lineup. 
But, uh, yeah, I think Kyler Murray's a great start. Larry Fitzgerald, I think, breaks out of his little tiny slump, even though, like, last week was a great week. I said start Larry Fitzgerald everywhere. Unfortunately, he only had, like, eight points. So this week against the Falcons secondary, who is fucking dreadful. Uh, you start Larry Fitzgerald. You start Austin Hooper. You're starting Devontae Freeman. Even though Devontae Freeman cannot run the ball, supposedly, he's still uh, making up for it in the passing game. So I think Devontae Freeman gets three or four catches, 40 yards, touchdown, maybe 30, 40 yards rushing. I think he's still giving you that 16 to 17 point weekly fucking workload that I, I, I'm not opposed to it. So if you guys want to trade me Devontae Freeman, more than happy to take him off your hands. But um, as far as the color, uh, what did I say? Cardinals go uh, Christian Kirk. You're going to have to wait and see whether or not he's playing. Keyshawn Johnson, I'm still not willing to take that fucking bet. Maybe on DFS. If, if, if Christian Kirk is out and you want Keyshawn Johnson for a really low price in a tournament play, start Kyler Murray, start Keyshawn Johnson. Just for like a speculative contrarian type of play. But I'm, I'm still not uh, going on that in cash games. More of a Larry Fitzgerald type for cash games. Um, so the Cowboys at the Jets. Sam Darnold is making his smoochy return from Mono <laughs> against the Cowboys. Uh, I, I think this game is better than it is shown. Cowboys minus seven on the road at the Jets. I still think the Jets are more talented than people give them credit for. I think that... Sam Darnold is much better quarterback, obviously, than Luke Falk. Le'Veon Bell is continuing to get his 25 points, so you're obviously starting Le'Veon Bell. Connor, what the fuck is he still doing on your bench? What is going on? Le'Veon Bell is a bona fide running back one, mid uh, fringe running back one, running back two. He's always going to be in your lineup. He has to be in your lineup. Same with Zeke Elliott. Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Dak Prescott. I think all those guys are absolute starts this week. Jason Witten. I just don't. I don't love. I mean, unless you, you're so desperate that you need a tight end to catch one touchdown for one catch for six yards and a touchdown. Like, I guess you could play Jason Witten. But you're honestly playing a lottery ticket that's not going to yield you much. So I think there's better lottery tickets out there. Um, so like I said, Dak Prescott, 100% start. Zeke, obviously, Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup is either a flex or a wide receiver two this week. He's, I think, in my opinion, he's a 20, 21st wide receiver. If I had to pick a number, uh, Michael Gallup is, is, is just that talented. And I think he blows the fuck up against the Jets. Uh, Robbie Anderson, wide receiver 84 on the year. I, I told you guys always to not draft him just because of this. He just blows up randomly, and it'll happen two or three times a year. His stats at the end of the year will look good enough to draft in the top 10 rounds, but not worth it. Robbie Anderson, you're still sitting for the time being. Every other Jets wide receiver still sit. Obviously, Chris Herndon was supposed to come back this week, but now he's out for an extended period of time. So, Titans at the Broncos. Woof. Derek, it's hard to say Derrick Henry's not a running back one, but... I've watched every single game, and if it wasn't for a couple of touchdowns, he'd be like running back three. He'd be right on the fringe. And I think this is finally the week that Derrick Henry turns into Derrick Henry and has less than six points. So I'm sitting Derrick Henry this week. 
Um, Deion Lewis, I'm still not playing. I, I thought that was a good, solid value pick at the beginning of the year, but he's just not. I mean, he just isn't. Marcus Mariota, still a top, a number one quarterback in terms of fantasy football. But this week, I think the Broncos win this game. I, I love Cortland Sutton in this matchup. I love Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman, I think, is flexible this week. I think uh, Philip Lindsay can continue his running back two production this week. Noah Font. Fant, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, he's a guy that he's probably available if you need a spot start for tight end. I, I personally wouldn't do it. I would say sit Noah Fant still. Um, I would also say sit Delaney Walker. He's just that one good game he's had this year. Uh, I would wait on that. Uh, the Broncos defense, I think, I think this week is the week that you finally can stream the Broncos defense. I say four to five sacks against Marcus Mariota. I think the Broncos win by 20-plus points. I know it's minus two, but I think the Broncos fucking ball out. I think the Broncos team is a little bit better than they actually uh, their record shows. So I'm saying Cortland Sutton has a top 25 week. I also think that um, Emmanuel Sanders is flexible. I think he has three or four or five catches for 50, 60 yards. He's he's borderline flex play for me, but I still believe in the talent of uh, Emmanuel Sanders. So I am starting Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not starting any of the Titans wide receivers this week, pass catchers in general. I'm I'm only fringe starting Derrick Henry as a flex option. I think, like I said, he's going to score under 10 points this year or this week. Oh, shit, we're already on the Sunday night game. Steelers at the Chargers. Steelers, Devlin Hodges. So they're down to the third-string quarterback. So that, to me, means, and Chargers have not been overwhelming, to me. So I'm starting James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster just based off of talent alone. I believe in the talent. I think both of them produce top 25 running back and wide receiver weeks. I think Juju is not a guy you can bench. Yes, has he performed? No, he is not. He's a guy that you absolutely need to base off of talent. His talent is there. I think eventually they will figure out that Juju Smith-Schuster is the most talented player on that team. You cannot bench him because you're going to be upset when he starts to blow up. And it will be probably this week against the Chargers. Chargers are shorthanded everywhere on the field. They are every single year. I don't understand what it is. That being said, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, to me, is a running back two, running back one fringe. Melvin Gordon is flexible this week. He's right on that cusp. You really want to wait and see with him. If you have to start him, start him. But, again, he's a guy that still needs to be integrated in that offense. Keenan Allen is an obvious wide receiver one every single week. Mike Williams to me is, again, a flex type of play if you need a player on Sunday night. You're probably not waiting until Sunday night to find out if you need that player. So, to me, Mike Williams is benchable this week for the Steelers. Those are the only guys I like. I like James Conner, Juju. That's it. That is absolutely it. Um, I know teams or uh, teams have balled out against the Chargers defensively, but in PPR – or wait, uh, two different thoughts. Tyler, chill the fuck out. So, uh, But you're not starting the Steelers' defense right now against the Chargers. I'm, I'm – wholly expecting the Chargers to break out of their offensive slump this week. I think Austin Ackler gets enough catches to be viable in PPR as a running back one fringe, running back two-ish. Melvin Gordon on the Sunday night lights. Sunday night lights. Uh, a guy that you can probably rely on as a flex play, but 
Outside of that, I love Keenan Allen. That's about it. We've made it. We've made it to the Lions and the Packers on Monday Night Football. The worst fucking football. Holy shit, there's so many guys that picked the Lions this week at Lambeau. Not going to happen. I think I have the Packers by 40 in this game. Just kidding. Uh, But uh, at this point, it sucks. But Aaron Rodgers is probably not a QB1 until further notice. At least until Devontae Adams comes back. Devontae Adams has been ruled out. So... To me, I had Devontae Adams, but thankfully I had a uh, Marvin Jones Jr. as my backup, so I was starting Devontae Adams, but at the same time, like I benched him for other flex play, whatever, who gives a shit, nobody cares. Carrion Johnson is a 100% start of the week running back. He may be the number one scoring running back. On the flip side, Aaron Jones also might be the number one scoring running back, so like those, it might be a running back showdown. This is going to be a very fun game to watch. In the same token, I'm not starting Matthew Stafford just because of that Packers pass rush. The, pa- the Packers pass rush. The Packers secondary. I'm not starting. I'm only starting Kenny Galladay on a reception basis on a PPR league. But Marvin Jones Jr. is a sit for me. Kenny Galladay is a flex for me. Matthew Stafford is an absolute sit. Packers defense maybe is a fringe start I'm still not starting them I'm not like 100% convinced that they're great yet I love what I've seen on film I love everything about it I'm a gigantic Packers fan but they have just they're way too vulnerable up the middle with guys like carry on Johnson carry on Johnson will exploit this team he will score one to two touchdowns have plenty of catches and have running ability to or rushing yards to uh, complement that with I think Aaron Jones, also same thing. Uh, I like Marquez Veldez, Scanling, and Jimmy Graham as well. Jimmy Graham as a tight end one this week. Marquez Veldez, Scanling as a flex play. Not in love with TJ Hawkinson because he is questionable with that concussion still. So at this point, I think you pick up a different tight end like a Noah Font or Fant, like uh, anybody else right now because you're. I just do not want to play that game where. I'm starting a tight end that is questionable on Monday night. So pick up a tight end right now and just start him in front of TJ Hawkinson just in case he does not play. If he does play, at the end of the day, you're getting TJ Hawkinson who is averaging outside of the game one like four to five fucking points per game. So pick up that other tight end. There's probably Jimmy Graham might be available. So if Jimmy Graham is available and you have TJ Hawkinson starting, go grab Jimmy Graham. Swap him out last minute. There you go. So this has been another episode of the Sunday Bloody. Thank you guys so much for listening. I have been your host, Tyler Galachner, a.k.a. Carb Queen. Remember to follow us on all forms of social media, at Winters Does an FFL on Twitter, at Winters Does an FFL on Instagram, Winters Does an FFL if you want to email the show. Peace the fuck out, bitches. Until next time.